So welcome to the second recap, a recap of weeks three and four. Um, hopefully you find the first recap from weeks one to two helpful, uh, informative. Maybe it just picked your curiosity or led you on a, a thought, a pattern or uh, a way of thinking. But we're going to look today at the recap of weeks three and four. Um, if you're not up to date, that's fine. I know over the course of the year as I recorded this, there were lots of times when I fell behind. There were lots of times when you had to do two or three or even four um, readings in one of the days. And so don't fear, don't worry if you're falling behind. It's kind of human nature that people will drop in and drop out, but it'll be there. I'll keep putting it up every week. Hopefully you've got it working and hopefully the the per day part of it has been working. Uh, I thought, my, my initial thought at the start of it was that it would be easier to put it up every day, but then you're having to download uh, a new podcast each and every day. Uh, and so that's why I did it in the week. Uh, and so it's per week and hopefully that's worked out for you okay and hopefully you're getting the bricks. Um, so today for the second recap of weeks three to four, rather than go through all the stories that you've been through and simply going over those, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the two books that we're looking at and we read through in these two weeks. They are, of course, Genesis and Exodus. We've gone from day 15, so week 3, it started at Genesis 19.30 with the birth of Isaac. And then we've just finished off, or you'll be finishing off, the end of week of week 4, week 4, week 4, 10 plagues. So we've crossed and finished off Genesis, and so you're another book down. Well done, congratulations. And you're starting into Exodus, which is probably uh, one of the most, if, if not a very important book in the Bible. Um, what I want to do to start with, though is we're just going to look at what the two words mean. Genesis and Exodus, where do they get the, the names for these books? Well, and I'm taking this from books that I've read, and again, you can look this up if you want to, or simply come back to me. Genesis, the Hebrew, and it all goes through Hebrew, through Greek, through Latin. Of course, the Bible wasn't written in English. The Bible was written, especially the Old Testament that we're in now, was written predominantly in, all in Hebrew. And so... Whenever they go from the Hebrew into the Greek or into the Septuagint, as it's called, and you can look that up for yourself or you can ask me about that, which involves a lot of Latin, which I won't be able to tell you anything about. But from the book, it tells us that the normally the Hebrew books are taken from the first couple of words in them. And so the, the book of Genesis, that one of the first words when it's translated through all original languages, comes out to us as Genesis or origin or creation uh, as it comes. It's actually the origins of creation. And so it's this idea of this is creation. And so that's why Genesis, the genesis of something, the origin of something, the creation. And that's why we have the book of Genesis. Taken from JPS commentaries, which are the official Hebrew commentaries um, of this, the JPS JPS, 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 Torah commentaries, which are written by Hebrew scholars. Um, one of the first quotes it tells us, and that is Genesis is a book about origins. The origin of humankind, the origins of Israel, and the origins of the unique relationship between God and a particular people. And so the whole book of Genesis, if you keep that in mind, or if you have read through it now, you'll hopefully have got that impression we start through the story of creation, we go through it all, the origin of humankind. Then we meet Abraham and the Israelites, so the origins of Israel. And then the origins of the unique relationship between God and this particular group of people. 
and in that we find something interesting because, as it points out, following the perverse exercise of freedom of will that fractured the unity of the human family, which we see at the start of Genesis, God singled out one people as his chosen instrument, destined to fill a central role in the unfolding of his plan of history. And so that, in a sense, is what the whole story of of Genesis and really the whole story of the Bible points out to us uh, and hopefully comes to us as we read on through that God singles out this one people, the people of Israel, as his chosen instrument destined to fulfil the central role in his unfolding of his plan of history. And I suppose the first point or the first question or maybe the first thing that we should think about is then where, where does that leave us today? How do we fit into that? Um, and how do you see yourself fitting in if, if you follow God, if you're, a, if you're a Christian, whatever way you want to put that? How do you fulfil that chosen instrument role that God had singled out his people, the Israelites, but now us? Uh, and how do you see yourself as you seek to fill out that central role in the unfolding of his plans of history? Is that something you're doing? Is that something that you see as a, as a positive spin maybe on, on life? That wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, whatever job you're in, whatever you're doing today, whatever your role within a family or within a group, whatever you have been involved in, how are you fulfilling the central role that God has you in at this moment to, to show the unfolding of his plan of history? It's a kind of big question just to leave hanging in the air, but we'll leave that with you. Um, then also as we go on through the commentary, we of course see Abraham. We see lots of his, we see many discourses with God. Uh, and last recap, we talked about the, the idea of Job and the story of Job. And in a way, Abraham also can be likened to this Job who who has this discourse with God and who, who kind of goes back and forth with God trying to convince God and eventually convincing God to do something else. But interesting to note that in this whole story is this idea that much like today there were lots of ideas of God in the Bible and lots of ideas of God in the, the time period that this was written and the time period that this story is set. And so always these people and Abraham are always thinking of, of this God uh, uh, from a pagan point of view and surrounded by pagan nations and so God is showing himself and allowing himself in, in Abraham's conversation with him to show that he's not like these pagan gods, that he acts righteously uh, and he acts justly. Uh, and this is something that the, the pagan gods didn't do and that they didn't listen. Or they didn't have to act righteously or through, with justice. They could just do whatever they want because that's what a god does. And so this god we're shown through Abraham and through Genesis is, is very different uh, and hopefully we'll see that as well. And then into Exodus we go into Exodus where again the actual word Exodus taken from the Hebrew um, again the first little matter, matter of words in Exodus uh, as it's translated down is leading out or departure and that's a huge sense of what this book is about in that it's a leading out of God's people. It's central theme again taken from the JPS commentary its central theme is God's redemption of his people from Egyptian bondage. And that is mentioned, this idea of God's redemption, is mentioned 120 times in the whole Hebrew Bible in a variety of contexts. And so it's a huge issue and it was central to them as a people. It was it, 
it shaped them, it informed their future development. I suppose we would now call that their identity. And their identity was centred around this exodus, this leading out, this departure, where God literally led them out of this Egyptian bondage. And you'll have you'll know the story or you'll have read or heard the story of Joseph. And at the end of Genesis, we have this Joseph who is in con- command, essentially, of, of Egypt. And then the next Egyptian king who comes Lord along, who doesn't know Joseph or God or the Israelites. Uh, and because they're taking over his land, decides to get rid of them. And so God leads them out of this bondage. And that's God's redemption of his people. And of course, it's not just limited to that time again. It's not just limited to that period. But it's throughout the Bible itself. And it continues until today. Because constantly we refer to, to a personal exodus. Maybe a personal departure. A personal leading out from some sort of sense of bondage or wilderness. And this idea is constantly seen today. The notion that God is leading us all out he's taking us from something to bring us into something better and to something greater into something more and as today as well we have to remember that there's always these idea of gods and pagan gods in the world of that time and in the world in which we live and that's something to keep in mind as we read because as we go further through exodus and into other books what we see is god revealing himself to people is god showing this people, this chosen instrument that he has, these Israelites, what what he is about, who he is, what he's going to do, what his plans are, and his nature and character. And so that's something to keep in mind as well as we go on through the next couple of weeks. And of course, we find ourselves day 28, we come to the, the plagues and how God shows himself through the plagues. Uh, again, set against the pagan sense of it. And then we see the Passover, which is God's big action, his big central part of his redemption of his people once again, uh, and from Egypt. And so that's where we leave you today. Um, Hopefully that's been a very brief overview, but I don't want to go ever longer. Uh, And so that's just a a brief recap of all we've been through and maybe a a recap, a bit of a behind the scenes, a bit of a commentary as we go through. Again, if you have any questions, let me know as Macy's kicking the mic stand and trying to eat it down there. Um, She'll keep us posted on what she's doing up the next couple of weeks. Um, But if you have any questions and hopefully you're enjoying it and don't worry if you're falling behind, don't worry if you're struggling with it. We all do that. We all get there. And so, enjoy. Take it a day at a time and week by week and enjoy weeks five and six.